Welcome, my beloved chosen few. Welcome to A Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we give you food for thought and something more to think about. Today, beloved, let's think about this. Are we using our brain or someone else's? Are we using our brain or someone else's? Today, I'm going to talk about some things that maybe that you may have heard on earlier podcasts, but it's always good to review something, and you never learn something when you just hear it one time. Just put on my heart, okay? But first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for this beautiful, wonderful day, no matter what happens, not even if one of our loved ones die on this day. It's still a good day because you made it. What happens to us does not dictate the goodness or the badness of the day. Every day is good because you made it and you have commanded us to rejoice on every day. And we're to rejoice because we are alive on something that you made. You made this for us. You didn't need it. You didn't need time. You didn't need day and night. You didn't need any of it. You didn't need oxygen. You did this for us. Thank you. Abba. Shesheni Baba. Tudaraba Yahua. Abya. Thank you so much. Domo arigato. Merci beaucoup. Thank you, Father. Dankashin. Salamat po. Terimakasi. Uburuya, Nagore, thank you. Isheo Baba, thank you. You've been so good to me, I cannot tell it all. Narekele more. If I had ten thousand tongues, it still won't be enough. Narekele Nara kele mo, nara nara e, nare kule nare kele mo, nara kele mo, nara nara e, nare kule nare kele mo. Hmm. Beloved, but he has been good to us. He's been good to me. He's been good to us. When we stop, when you learn to stop blaming him for what has happened in this fallen world, then you can realize how good he is. And you see how he kept you through what was going on on this fallen world when he sent his messengers that we call angels to protect us. Father, thank you. And Father, I give you my, my mind, my brain, my mouth, my spirit, soul, and body. Use me. For your praise, for your good reputation, and for your children, your chosen few. I pray this in the name above all names, which I totally believe is your name, Yah. Yahushah HaMashiach, which is salvation, the Messiah. Thank you, Yah. He who's called 
by most Jesus. He's called the Christ, but he is the anointed one, the Mashiach, the Messiah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, so be it, so be it. Okay, beloved. Are we using our own brain or someone else's? You know, let's just review. Okay, the true Sabbath, the Shabbat. Let's talk about that first. The truth about the Shabbat or the Sabbath day is it's Friday sunset. Shall I say the sixth day sunset to the seventh day sunset. You know, they have Friday to Saturday because, I mean, all the weekdays are pagan. They're all names of some demonic uh, idols, gods, uh, whatever. The, uh, as far as I know, the only one that had a name was the seventh day, and it was the Shabbat, the Sabbath. The rest was called the first day of the week, the second day of the week. And, you know, and in, in, in the Chinese language, that's, what, that's how they say it. You know, when you translate it, it's the first day of the week, second day, you know. So that's why I said this. Say from, but if you were say from from six o'clock Friday to six o'clock Saturday, if you're going to use the days of the week, according to the Ten Commandments, the law of our Heavenly Father, the Shabbat, the Sabbath, is located on the seventh day of the week. And remember, in those days, the night of that day starts with the night before. The night before is the night. And the next day is the day. It's not the way we do. Like, this is this morning, and then it'll be tonight. No. This morning, with the first day, morning, this is Sunday, I'm doing this. The seventh day night, which we call Saturday, is the night. Is that confusing? <laughs> anyway, let me just get on what I'm supposed to do. Exodus 20. Verses 8 through 10 says the following. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, which really means keep it set apart. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Shabbat, the Sabbath of Yahuwah, Aulua, written, the Lord your God. Let's read it together. You can turn to Exodus 20. Exodus chapter 20 and read verses 8 through 10. I'll be reading from the KJV, the King James Version, although I will insert the correct translation of words, okay? Let's begin. Remember the Shabbat, the Sabbath day, and keep it set apart. Written, keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Shabbat of Yahuwah, Alua, written, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no, shall not do any work. Thou shalt, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy maidservant nor thy manservant, nor thy cattle nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Nobody. Okay, so um, then who changed this, the Sabbath day? from the seventh day of the week to Sunday, the first day of the week. Who did that? You know, we just, 
Our Christians are just going along like dumb sheep. Following one dumb sheep coming, going, falling off the mountain, off the cliff with Sunday worship. Okay, who changed it? Constantine. Constantine referred to as Constantine the Great changed the Shabbat, the Sabbath day, from the seventh day to Sunday on March 7th, A.D. 321. Did you get that? Constantine, referred to as Constantine the Great, changed the Sabbath from the seventh day to Sunday on March 7th, A.D., after the death of Christ, we have the habit, 321. Maybe a lot of you knew that. Maybe some of you didn't. And isn't it odd, or do you think it's odd that one of the the, the, the commandments is remember the Sabbath day and keep it. Remember it, first of all. Remember it and keep it set apart. Where it says keep it holy. Remember it. In other words, remember where it is. He's our, our father is so awesome ahead. He was letting you know. It is going to be, if they change it, remember. You remember. Okay, continue. When and where did Sunday observance begin? The history of the early Christian church establishes that worship services on Sunday associated with the progressive rejection of the seventh day Sabbath began in Rome during the second century AD. We should discuss that. While most Christians around the Mediterranean world still were still observing the Sabbath, there grew up in Rome a veneration, which is a great respect or reverence, of Sunday. Gradually, this practice spread from Rome to other places by the early medieval period. Sunday observance of one sort or another was quite common in the Eastern Empire as well as in the West. Sun worship, S-U-N, not S-O-N, sun worship was one of the oldest practices in the Roman religion. From the early part of the second century AD, the cult of Sol Invictus was very influential in Rome and other parts of the empire. The emperor was regarded as and worshiped as a sun god. The emperor was regarded and worshiped as a sun god. So it was changed to worship him. So did we get that? So whose brain are we using? You know, some, they say, well, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The Ten Commandments are, no, um, uh, um, Jesus did away with the Ten Commandments when he said he did away with the law. He said, I, I, I did not come to get do away with it. I came to fulfill it. And the laws of Moses is entirely different than the laws of Yah. The 613 laws that Moses gave are entirely different than the law of Yah. You t- Nobody's going to change because what he says is, is law. I mean, he does not make suggestions. When he says something, that is it. And he is not going to send his son, which is his living word, to come here and change his word. That is plain soddish to think that. What is soddish? It's in the scripture. Sodish means stupid. 
I'm sorry, that's exactly what it is. Because there's one scripture, you say, my people are sottish in the scripture. Why would he say something and then send his word to change up? People, you know, like I say this, if we're not to obey, we're not uh, to uh, subject to the, the ten commandments, the law of Yah, how can we have to obey the laws of the land? Are they greater than him? We still have to obey the laws of the land. If you commit murder, I don't care if you repent. I don't care if the people forgive you. You still got to go to jail. So, you are we saying that the laws of the land are greater than the Father? No, 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 no. Baby, sweetheart, that's the devil. That's a lie. The Ten Commandments, the laws of Yah are still in effect today. And they always will be until he comes back. Because when he comes back, when we won't need him. And we're not flying away. We all know that. Those who listen, that we're not flying away. People don't fly. And there's no pre-rapture, post-rapture. There's no rapture. There's the capture. But there's no rapture. Okay. Now, I didn't know that. I wasn't talking about that. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Star of David. We've discussed this before. Remember, we're saying, whose brain are we using? Ours is someone else's. Where did this come from? The Star of David. Because it's not in the scripture. Let's read 1 Timothy 4, 1 Timothy, excuse me, 4.13, King James. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, not to foolishness. And there, now, there is a mention of a star in Scripture, the star of Remphan. Acts 7.43, KJV. Yea, ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch. That's the God that, that, they, that the abortion clinics are, are, are worshiping. Every time that you sacrifice, they sacrifice their children to Moloch. And every time we go to get abortions and abortion, that is a sacrifice to Moloch. That's how evil has gotten so strong here. It's because it's so much, look at the millions of sacrificed babies giving power to Moloch. Okay, yea, you took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God, Remphan, figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Okay, now, there's a star. Did it say the star of David? No. Let's go on, Acts 7, 41, 42, KJV. And they made a calf in those days and offered sacrifice unto the idol and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then Yah, written God, turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven. As it is written in the book of the prophets, not in your book, in your Bible, is it? O ye house of Yasharal, written, O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to me slain beasts and sacrifices by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? After those who called themselves the Jews were emancipated following the French Revolution, Many of their communities selected the star that's being called the Star of David as their emblem. 
Yeah, and that very star is the star that the satanic worshipers use they, and put a circle around it and sacrifice people and things and animals. For, they, that is the devil. Where, why are we, and Christians are wearing around their neck, and I was a time, someone, I didn't wear a cross, so someone gave me the Star of David, and I thought I was doing something, and I wore that. Well, I took that thing and threw it away when I found the, the truth, and I repented. There is no Star of David. That is a, the Star of Satan. They are letting you know that they are the synagogue of Satan. They get the star of Remphan. Show me. Now, oh, they, they may have some Bibles today because Satan has written a lot of them that have the star of David written in there. Beloved, remember, there's going to be a great famine, but it's not just talking about, it's not talking about the famine of food in the scripture. They're talking about the famine for the true word. The word is going to be a famine for the true food because the word is considered food. It is the food, the bread of man. I'm just, you know, I, I'm going through some things, and believe you, you me, I'm in a battle. You're in a battle, too. I think I'm going to talk about that on uh, Heart to Heart. Because, you know, you're, we're in a war. We're either in the midst of a battle, we just come out of a battle, or we're just going into one. It's one of those three. This is a spiritual war. And the biggest battlefield is our mind. That's where the battlefield and the battle is for our mind. Because once they have our mind, they got us. Whoever or whatever has your mind has you. If the news has your mind, they have you. Okay, let's just move on to something else. Moses' speech impediment. You know, we've heard about that. Moses had a speech impediment. I've even had some, heard some people, when Moses was saying, the, 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 I can't, the, the, the. man, Moses couldn't even talk because of his speech impediment. Where is, where is that in scripture? Where is it? Whose brain are we using? This is false. Moses did not have a speech problem. Moses, Musha, did not have a speech problem. Let's, okay, don't, don't believe me. Let's see what scripture says about it. Not what the preacher said about it or what somebody told that you heard say it. Let's see what scripture says. Acts 7.22, King James. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Really, the Mitzrayim, and was mighty in words and in deeds. <laughs> Let me do that again, as we say here, Zayisu, one more time. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and was mighty in words and in deeds. Let's let's read it in another translation, NLT. Moses, Musha taught was taught. All the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and action. Now, where 
where, Zainali, did they get that he has a speech problem? No, what happened was his arrogance he was gone. Because you see, beloved, he took it upon himself to go and kill that Egyptian. Like he's gonna he knew he was he knew he was the chosen one to set his people free. He knew he was, no matter what the Bible movies tell you, that he didn't know who he was. He knew. And he went to visit his people. And he moved ahead of the father and killed that man, which caused him to run away in the desert. That caused him 40 years in the desert. Yah didn't send him that way. The murder that he did sent him out there. You know, I mean, Yah put him there. He could have used him right where he was. How do we? He was out in the, the, oh, they put him in the desert to change him, to make king. No, he caused himself to go, to be put in the desert. And he caused himself 40 years in the desert. And he caused the children of Yasharal 30 extra years in captivity. He was 10 years too, he was 10 years too soon. It says, he would, the father said in four, 400 years, he don't make mistakes. It was 430 years when they left. He don't make mistakes. Musha, Moses moved ahead of the time he was supposed to. And that's what sent him out there. We don't know how the heavenly father would have done, would have used him. He could have used him right there where he was. For instance, okay, just like another thing. When Abraham was uh, negotiating with the father of not to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, if there were 50 righteous people there, would, would not destroy it. If there were 40, if there, and he, so on, so on. He went down to if there were 10. Abraham, Abraham stopped at 10. Not father. If he had went on and said, if there's one righteous person, because there was only one, it was only Lot. Because even his daughters, and you can see they had the warped mind. It could have, maybe Sodom and Gomorrah would have been saved. But remember, it was not the father who stopped at 10. It was Abraham. Whose brain are we using? Let's read the scripture and know the scripture for ourselves. Forgive me if I, if my voice seems like I'm yelling at you. I, I, I get a little passionate, and I am. I'm getting tired. I'm, 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 it's, it's hard, getting harder and harder to make podcasts because of knowing what to say. Because of a lot of things I want to say, I have to make sure it's okay for the Father want me to say. And a lot of things he's taught me. And I'm just tired of the foolishness. I'm tired of Christianity. I'm tired of religion. I'm not tired. I mean, I'm not tired of the, the Father. The, there's a relationship. He gave us a relationship. Communion. I mean, that's communion with him. Not some little hard cracker and some plastic cup of juice or uh, some uh, some in, uh, after they really drink the wine and they tear bread. That's not it. Communion is spending time with him. That is some, some ceremony that the Catholics started. It has nothing to do with him. 
He gave me that poem. I am for he, our communion is spending time with him. When we are praying, when we are worshiping, when we are sitting with him, that is communion. The word communion means to, to spend time with someone. Whose brain are we using? All right, beloved, I do love you. And I know, I know, I know that sometimes I may have, it may chase some people away. Like I say, I'm sorry about that if that happens, but I'm going to keep on doing, speaking what I'm supposed to speak, doing my best. Do I, I do everything perfect? No, I don't. I'm not perfect. And I don't, I say, I don't know everything. And I am, I know that I'm accountable for the things that I do know. And if are some things that I truly believe, you know, and maybe if, if I'm not all right about everything, if that's what I truly believe that I've been shown, that's what I've got to give you. And then you got to take what I say before the Father, like I do when somebody else says something. I take it before the Father. And when you pray, and you really mean it, teach me your truth by your set-apart spirit. Some of you, you say, I used to say Holy Spirit. If you say Holy Spirit. But the word holy, well, it was set apart, and they replaced it with holy. Holy is another Catholic word. It is set apart We're supposed to be called out, called out of the world and set apart from the world for the use of the Father. Most churches have, they don't even realize they've become so much of the world. You know, right now I get really, I'm burdened. I don't even like singing for the, in the church anymore. You know why? I mean, not because they want me to perform. You know, they want, they want to try to keep me as a performer. You know, that's, that's what I did for a living for many, many years. And, and that's what I still do for a living. Sometimes I'll perform, but I don't want to perform in the church. I don't perform in the church for him. I'll, I want to minister. But they want me to, a lot of them, they want me to perform, put on this act, put on this wig and the robe and do the sister act. You know, uh, I will follow him, you know. Before I used to, that stuff didn't bother me. It bothers me now. It's like you want me to perform while you guys men. I want to minister. I am an ordained minister of the heavenly Father for the kingdom of heaven, and I want to minister. Now there's a time and a place where I can. I mean, where we can have fun. I'll perform, but not during a time when I'm supposed to be ministering. And you know, they try to keep. So many of them, they try to keep me as the performer. And some, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm not even going to go there. But I don't care. Like I said, I don't care what they think. They want to try to keep me in their place. Who cares what they think? It's about what Yah knows and what I know. I'm just letting my hair down, I guess, today with you all, your chosen few family. I'm not, I, I am a little perturbed about things and, um, and, and, and I'm sick of trying, of churches and Christians trying to use me in the name of the Lord. They want to use my name to say, oh, we got Black Pearl singing, or they want to use, you know, we got this black singer to do this. Yeah. 
you know? And then they want to get you to do it for free, too. <laughs> I want more one today. <laughs> you know, I, I do not charge to minister, to pray for people, to do healing. I don't do, but to perform, I do charge. That's what I do for a living. But the church want to get you to do it for free. So, I just said I'll let my agent, I even have to start letting my agent handle the ones at church. I said, don't charge them like you would charge somebody else. But if they want me to do out something outside in the performance, you charge them for that. Yeah. But now I don't even want to do that. It's too much of the world in the church. As I said on one, when gospel became an industry, it stopped being a ministry. When gospel became an industry, it stopped being a ministry. And so my, I wrote that uh, comment on, I uh, um, can't think of his name, that the, the pastor who sang, uh, we fall down and we get up. We were talking about the gospel. But what, and yes, gospel music, it's, it's always been the industry. I'm talking about in the hearts of the, the ones who were singing gospel. There were true people that were singing for the word, singing for the kingdom. But now, it's just sing for, for money. So a lot of them, they're, they're not even walking right. They're not even serving. But they want to sing gospel. Some of, because in gospel, it don't matter how fat you are or how old you are. You can, you, you can, you can get over in gospel, see? That's just the truth. And they're using it. Got gospel singers. One of one, I loved her voice, loved her song. And then she gonna do a, you know, they say so connected in the, she's gonna make a gospel song with Nicki Minaj rapping on it. <sighs> Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. I'm, you guys are just listening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get off now because I'm going, I'm getting into myself. Father, forgive me. I, forgive me. I repent for going into my own venting. My own self inventing. Please forgive me, Father. I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm chosen to you, my beloved family. Please forgive me. I shouldn't do that. So, on that note, I say until we meet again, beloved. Y'all willing, of course, that I live to do so, and that you also live to do so. Shalom. Peace be with you. Beloved, I will, I pray for you. If it's in your heart, pray for me. All right. See you next time.